Hi there, and welcome to the Invisible Crisis podcast. My name is Sadia, and I am here to talk about health, happiness, and navigating life with a chronic and invisible illness. I will be sharing my experiences of life with sickle cell anemia, but this podcast is not just about me. I will also be talking to others who live with a wide range of conditions and experts in health and happiness. The overall aim of this podcast is to educate and empower you to improve your quality of life and demand the healthcare that you deserve. Whether you're interested in health and happiness, you're dealing with a recurring problem or a life-changing diagnosis, let's go on this journey together. Welcome back to another episode of the Invisible Crisis podcast. I hope you're all doing well and keeping happy and sane wherever you are. In today's episode, it is just me, myself and I, in the famous words of Beyonce, of course, naturally, always quoting Beyonce. I thought I would come on here and talk about a few things that I have been thinking about recently, mainly around fear and limiting beliefs when it comes to health and illness. I think, however, though, we can all relate to this. Fear is a normal human reaction and feeling towards certain things, and it can sometimes be really easy to get too caught up in fear, so much so that we start to develop limiting beliefs around our capabilities and what we can and cannot do, what we should and should not be doing. So yeah, let's explore that a little. As always, I am definitely not a doctor or a life coach or a therapist, but I thought I would talk about this just from my own experiences and share what I've learned so far. I'm still learning so yeah let's learn together I guess. If you do know someone who would be interested in this episode or podcast in general please do share with them and feel free to follow this podcast on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on that would mean a great deal and all your support is much appreciated. So let's talk about fear. I feel like as children we are so curious and fearless until we start to have experiences that challenge this for us. For example, I'm kind of scared of dogs and I hate admitting that to people because people are always like, oh my god, you don't like dogs? And I'm like, no, they scare me. But (laughs) that's because I had a number of really bad experiences with dogs back to back basically when I was a kid. I mean, one dog tried to like eat my foot. So, you know, that was not fun (laughs) but luckily I was wearing those really thick platform sandals that were really popular in the 90s so you know shout out to 90s fashion for basically saving my life not to be dramatic (laughs) but yeah and I also actually remember telling my friend this story and she was like did you do anything to make the dog chase you and I was like what why are you blaming me I'm the victim in this story and also just on that this episode is not about dogs but just on that People for ages would be like, dogs can smell fear, so just don't be scared and it'll be okay. And I was like, 
What? If I could stop myself from being scared, then I would. That's not how fear works. Anyway, this episode is not about dogs, so I digress. But you get my point, right? As kids, we are super fearless until something happens or things happen. or We realise things about the world. And for me, when it comes to health and experiencing a crisis, I definitely became very indifferent to what was happening. Like, in the moment, yes. It was painful, it was horrible, I hated it, it was the worst, I wanted it to stop, I would do whatever the doctors told me to get the pain to stop. And, you know, it's all that you can think about because when you're ill in that moment, you're literally forced to stop and your mind will just focus on what's happening, which is pain. But as soon as I would get better, I'd pretty much forget what had just happened. And I think it's normal when going through a period of like high stress and trauma like the human body sometimes just can't carry around that much pain and trauma and stress so you forget in order to keep yourself sane it's like a coping mechanism and like the stories of people who you know have been in really traumatic experiences but when you ask them about it afterwards they can't remember anything that happened because You can't hold on to that much stress and trauma and pain just constantly. And I think that's kind of what I did as a kid. I'm just basically self-diagnosing myself on my podcast. Wow, that's that's great. But, you know, people always ask me what sickle cell pain is like. And if anyone is a Harry Potter fan, then there's a spell called the Crucio spell. It's like one of the unforgivable curses. And... I remember reading the description for that in the book and thinking, oh, this is like a sick cell crisis. Okay, cool. I get it. <laughs> and if you've read the books, you'll know like how it's described. It's definitely not great. So yeah, imagine having to deal with that and like, you know, I, I just cannot carry that around with me. So I guess I would just forget and move on with my life and go back to school and like hang out with my friends and everything is fine until the next time. Oh, I'm in hospital. Deal with it in hospital leave and all is forgotten so I definitely kind of had that process as a kid but in doing so I'd almost forget really important things like making sure I wore my gloves when I was walking to school or like making sure I had my coat zipped up to the top because I just didn't want to remind myself right that the reason that I had to do that was because of this thing Like, if my friends didn't wear gloves, okay, their hands would get cold. Cool. Move on. If I didn't, (laughs) yeah, there's a different story. So that was kind of my, I guess, quote-unquote coping mechanism. But then I entered my 20s and I realised that, you know, this thing is for life. Like, literally for life. There was no escaping. And I pretty much panicked. And I feel like everything that I had been suppressing I guess about sickle cell came to the forefront and so my limiting beliefs started to develop around my health and my capabilities you know could I work in this particular sector because it was very stressful how could I go through childbirth I mean I'm still kind of low-key worried about that but you know I'll cross that bridge when I get to it and you know things like travel you know I rationalized in my head limiting my travel to within Europe because that was safe or like I had for whatever reason categorized Europe as like safe enough to travel to because it wasn't too far it wasn't like a 12-hour flight or anything like that or if I got ill after doing something I would just not do that thing again 
for example, I remember joining the gym for like the first time since uni and was like, hey, I'm going to go on the treadmill. And I went on the treadmill and like two minutes into that, I had to like leave the gym and go home and just curl up into my bed because I was in so much pain because I'd just done it without thinking about it. And so I didn't go to the gym after that for like months. And then I tried it again and the same thing happened. And I would just constantly have this battle of like trying something and then I realised, oh, this is not good for my sickle cell. I will never do that again. Like, I one time slept with the windows open in my bedroom and I woke up in the middle of the night in really bad pain. And since then, I just don't sleep with my window open. And it sounds really stupid and really silly, but, I mean, the weather changes in the middle of the night and you're asleep. I don't want to be caught with that problem again. But, like, I start to do that with the small things, like leaving the window open. And then it kind of escalated and turned into this whole thing of like, oh, I can't do anything ever. Like in an attempt to learn and not repeat a painful episode, I would just stop myself from doing certain things. So it's like I went from one extreme of like completely forgetting about it. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, it hurts in the moment, but once it's over, it's fine. To the other extreme of, oh my goodness, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm just going to stick to what I know that I can do, which is also not good. I mean, living life in any extreme is just not good, whether that's to do with your health, your political beliefs, your eating habits, like extremities is, is just not good for anybody. But there is a difference between being careful and cautious and imposing a limiting belief on yourself. Like, for example, as a woman, like, let's say I needed to walk through the park to get to my flat and it's the middle of the night. There's no one around. You know, it doesn't mean that I can't get to my flat. I just have to really think it through. Like, I can't live in the extreme of, oh, I need to get to my flat, but it's nighttime and I need to walk through this massive empty park. So I'm just not going to do that versus oh, it's fine, whatever, I need to get home, so I need to get home, like, let me just walk through this park, it doesn't matter, I think. Both of them are extreme ways of looking at the situation, but there are workarounds, you know, I could get an Uber, I could go a different route, I could ask a friend to walk with me if I really only had to go through that park, if that was the only way that I could go, and the same, you know, if I applied that logic to my health, like, if I wanted to fly to Thailand or, like, Australia, for example, from the UK, I probably shouldn't get a direct flight but that doesn't mean that I definitely can't go there I need to think about my options you know could I have a layover could I wear those really cool socks that you're supposed to wear to help stop blood clots you know can I set myself reminders to get up on the plane and walk around can I drink lots of water like there are ways that we can give ourselves more options to do the things that we want to do in our life whether that's big or that's small, like walking home at night. (laughs) So basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that fear makes us feel like we have no options, right? Like sometimes we don't do things because we're scared of rejection or scared of failure. So you convince yourself that you only have two options. Either you do something and you experience the rejection or you experience the fear, or in my case, you experience the pain or you don't do the thing that you want to do and you protect yourself from the rejection, the fear or the pain. And as humans, obviously our instinct is to always protect ourselves. That's normal. It's basic human instinct. But the focus 
should be more on reminding yourself that there are more than two options in whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's related to your health, your life or your career. And you may try something like new medication or a new career path and it doesn't mean that you'll be doing that forever. You always have the option to change your mind, right? So even the fear of getting stuck can be unraveled because actually you can always walk away from something that no longer serves you whether it's medication that you're trying and actually you don't think it's the right fit for you or whatever it is, you can always go back to your doctor and be like, this is not working for me. I know my body. What else do you have for me? Like, what are my options? Amuse me, entertain me, give me give me some options. <laughs> and yes, of course, some situations are harder to walk away from, but you always have more than one option in health and in life and anything that you do basically so I think sometimes we are deluded into thinking that oh I can only either do this thing and it's going to result in xyz or I save myself from that trouble and just not do the thing well what are the options in between you know like remind yourself that you don't have to live your life in those two extremes it's not black and white it's not yes or no it's not right or wrong there's an in-between, there's a middle, there's a grey area in literally everything. So what is your grey area? All of this is basically to say that I am trying to not make decisions based solely in fear because for me it's such a knee-jerk reaction to think about the possible outcomes of an action or thing that I want to do and then just talk myself out of it. I mean, I do have to give myself some credit because I do tend to push myself out of my comfort zone. But as soon as I'm like out of my comfort zone, I'm like, "Mm, this doesn't feel good. I'm just going to go back to where it's more comfortable, which again is normal. But I think just having the thought at the back of your mind and asking yourself, okay, am I making this decision based in fear? Because I'm scared of a potential outcome that I have no idea that outcome is going to happen or am I making this decision based in knowing the facts understanding what's going to happen weighing up the pros and cons and opening up myself to the possibilities of good things happening as well as bad things happening and if bad things happen how am I going to react to it like what are my options then and if good things happen how am I going to react to that and what are my options with that as well so it's just a shift in my mindset basically you know what we should do we should make a pledge I have just written down three affirmations and I'm going to keep them and repeat them when I need them the first one is my struggles are opportunities to grow I let go of any judgments of myself and I release the pain from my past so if those will help you use them as well I'm going to try and repeat them when I need them and I'm ready for a great future with more opportunities to be myself and yes of course I always struggle with sickle cell and if you're listening to this you may also have your own health concerns but you know resilience and determination are things that can really help us just keep pushing forward 
and just enable you to be kinder to your body and more compassionate to yourself and your mental state as well because we all need some compassion more so from ourselves I feel like we are always our harshest critics and I hope that you will join me in challenging decisions based in fear and challenging the limiting beliefs that we sometimes put on ourselves obviously with complete understanding that sometimes we just want to protect ourselves from possible hurt but sometimes it's okay to let go of particular thought patterns that are no longer serving us and no longer helping us whether that's in our recovery and health or in our career or in our relationships with other people or just generally in life it's all about growth that's the motto for this episode growth that's the word for this episode yes growth Thank you for listening. I hope you found this somewhat useful. Like I said at the beginning, if you did find this useful, please do share with family, friends, whoever you think might be interested. And feel free to connect with us on Instagram as well. We are at the Invisible Crisis Pod. And I will speak to you next week where I have a few more interesting interviews lined up. Speak soon. Bye.